The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. We're into our 11th year with Voice America, syndicated, Apple, iTunes, and more. We go worldwide. Our our, uh, guests come in, very special, from all over the United States and from around the world. We want you to be interested in your health, but also in understanding those secrets to your health and living on this planet. But also, you need to know that the planet is going through the same symptoms to experience as we are. And the water on the planet is also going through the same symptoms as we are. So when you look out the door, wherever you are around the planet, and think of the universe, we're all in this together. Our health is vital, but it all begins with water. And that's why I wanted to sponsor this show many years ago, the wonderful guests that come on and give their time, all of us, to express to you an education about water and evaporation of your life. Billions of years ago, there was that blue moisture mist in the air, clear around the planet Earth. But something changed with that universal movement that's so slow and rhythmatic. In fact, when I say rhythmatic, can you imagine what algorithm that is every day? The rhythm that that takes is keeping this whole universe in rhythm together, not colliding. Isn't it amazing? It's just unbelievable. It's almost like you would say magic, that rhythm. But something happened to the planet Earth, and an evaporation of the moisture around the planet changed and became rain. It evaporated differently. So all of a sudden, here we are today. We're living on the planet Earth, water, and we do get a lot of water. We just don't have the technology quite yet to be able to think about how to preserve that water, recycle that water, but also something else we did, we've learned that we focus on with Biologic Aqua Research Center, which I'm the founder, is evaporation of the earth, evaporation of your body water loss. And that's something we're going to talk about, too, with our guest today from Ireland, Patrick McEwen. We know that the earth is going through that evaporation, and this is how I teach it, and I'll never stop teaching you on this show about this. 
The moment you were born, you came from a pocket of water that nature provided for you to develop all of your organs inside that pocket of water in your miracle of mother. In that pocket of water of that miracle, you developed per organ a certain percentage of water. That water is to be maintained. You came to the planet to live out in the atmosphere, water, vapor. And as you entered into that water vapor, that water vapor atmosphere is nature's method of keeping you alive with water to absorb. And as we've had doctors on here who said, we are a walking battery with an electric charge of the planet Earth, electrically. So as you begin to breathe, you open your eyes, and all of a sudden the skin is breathing, and your eyes are open, but the surface of the eye is 99% water. But in the womb, nature does something. The brain and the eyes are connected at the same moment, the same, I call it breath. The brain is 80 to 85% water. The surface of your eyes is 99% water. And the eyes begin immediately at that second of the babies entering into that water vapor of the air for the first time, breathing electrolytically, but it begins to evaporate. That's your lifestyle to death. Breathing moisture from the beginning, but evaporating immediately as you were born. Of course, it's a sieve. It's like a sieve. No two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. We all look a little different. And you can go around the planet Earth and see all the differences of Earth's moment of stages of when the water came to Earth and how the stages were living water. It is living water. It's a species. But today with uh, Patrick McEwen, what we're going to do is he's going to teach you something. He's the t- uh, director and, of education and training at a, and I'm going to let him pronounce it, Butilical Clinic in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, in Ireland. And he's going to teach us how, which I have stressed, you need to learn how to breathe. It's vital to you, besides drinking a lot of water. Another, we'll talk about it. But we'll take a moment for our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed. Nature's Tears I Missed worldwide is patented. It's the first eye mist to be able to supplement the surface of the eye to maintain that slowing of that eye's evaporation that causes vision impairment to blindness. And as you've heard and read, Blindness is out of control. So the product Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only 100% tissue culture grade of water to supplement with your fingertips to be able to supplement that, to slow that evaporation down. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Patrick. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Patrick, are you with us? Yes, I'm here, Sharon. How are you? Well, well, fine. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. I'm really excited about the show. And do you pronounce your last name McEwen? That's correct, yeah. Okay, I almost want to say McCowan, but it's McEwen. Oh, very good. Excellent. Well, which, how, do, how do we pronounce your last name? McEwen or McCowan? Well, it's, it's McEwen, but uh, McEwen. generally when I go to the States, so it's, it's McEwen, but it's, oh, okay. it's much more much. <laughs> okay. Well, my maiden name was Cowan, C-O-W-I-N. My father's background was Welsh, so... I wanted to ask you, um, I could have introduced you and given all of your background, but I want you to tell the audience, sure. audience you're in Ireland, and what part of Ireland are you at right now? I'm the, the west of Ireland, um, a place called Galway, so I'm out in the countryside, it's Connemara, and uh, uh-huh. I really liked your, your talk about water. Well, we, we get so much water here, we'd gladly give it away. Um, Oh, uh, some days it never stops, so we have a plentiful supply of it. Wonderful. We're going to have to remember that with Ireland. We'll have you <laughs> on more often. <laughs> I hope you can come on more often. Now, tell us, yeah, of you're, you're Director of Education and Training at a clinic, and your focus yes. is breathing, which yes. I've had, Patrick, before we hear about your background, I've had on here, Dr. Epi Chow from China, who lives in the United States, on Chigo. And she taught me long ago about breathing with Chigo and Tai Chi. And then I started studying Tai Chi. And I could see why that particular practice, exercise, and training is so vital to the human health. But before we start, tell us a little bit about you, Patrick. Um, You grew up in Ireland. And uh, what? How did you get where you're at today? So yeah, I grew up in Ireland. Um, I was diagnosed with asthma when I was a very young child. Probably, I'm not sure exactly the age, but it was probably about five or six. Mm-hmm. And um, I was fine academically in in kindergarten and also in junior school. And then in high school, I used to fall asleep quite a lot in, in class. And at the same time, my asthma was getting getting worse. Um, I was a chronic back breather. My sinuses were always blocked. And, you know, this progressed and it continued on. So I worked very hard because generally, if you don't have the energy levels to stay focused and concentrated, for you to get the grades, you have to put in a lot of hours. So I did that. I got through university and um, 
after graduating, I noticed there was an article in the newspaper in Ireland, and it was about the work of this Russian doctor. And his name is Dr. Konstantin Buteko. So he said two things. He said, breathe through your nose. And he said, breathe lightly. He said that sick people breathe through their mouth, and sick people, you notice they're breathing during rest. And he asked the question, he said, was it their sickness that was causing them to breathe hard, or was it their hard breathing that was feeding back into the sickness? And straight away that resonated with me, because I was always fighting for breath. And because I had asthma, of course, you feel that your airways are tight. You feel that you're not getting enough air. And in order to compensate for that, you breathe harder. But as I breathed harder, and that was causing my airways to tighten up. So it's such a vicious circle. And it's a vicious circle that I wasn't aware of it. I spent 16, 20 years with my mouth wide open, breathing through it. Um, It devastated my sleep. It ruined my concentration. And it increased my stress level. So the first time, you know, I was studying at Trinity College at the University in Dublin. I went in online. This was in the early days in 1997, early days of the Internet. But I got one of his exercises to decongest the nose, which simply involves holding the breath. So you breathe in through your nose, you breathe out through your nose, you pinch your nose, and you, you hold your breath. And you can move around. You could walk or you could just sway in a chair. Now, Patrick, we radio talk show hosts have a terrible habit. We interrupt. But the reason I sure, like to no interrupt... Problem is because I've been in research for over 30-odd years. Yes. And the behavior of the evaporation of the human body living with the water vapor atmosphere. And yes. that had never been done before. And uh, so I had to put my spurs, I'll call it, in the sand and don't give up. And I did this. Yes. And in the medical yes. field now in the United States, that is, is recognized. In fact, I'm published all over the world and on patent. Um, now, when you say that uh, the do- it was it was the doctor, how did you pronounce his last name? Buteko. Buteko. Okay, Doctor yeah. Buteko taught you to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. Did, did I, am I, do I have that correctly? Absolutely. Now, is everybody supposed to be breathing in through the nose yes. and out through the nose? Yeah, and I'm going to give you okay. one reason for it. And studies have okay. shown this. If you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth, your water loss from the body is 42% greater. If that's, that's okay. when you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth because your nose is designed to retain water and heat inside the body. And that's how it keeps the nose functioning. It's very important that the water retains the moisture and captures it right. on the exhale yeah. breath. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say something else. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. The second, point, the second point, Sharon, is it's vitally important to breathe in and out through the nose. If we use the mouth to breathe, it dries out the mouth, the upper airways, and the lower airways. And that is, has been well, you know, there's quite a lot of studies showing dehydration of the airways contributing to asthma, and drying out of the upper airways, which would be the throat, And that contributes to obstructive sleep apnea because the airways become very sticky. But also for dental health, a dry mouth, especially when we're breathing through it for seven, eight hours during sleep, the pH um, of the mouth lowers, saliva dries up, bacteria is more rampant, and dental cavities step in and gum disease is more prevalent. 
So any dentist will know um, all they have to do is look into somebody's mouth and look at an individual and they will have an idea if that individual is breathing through their nose and through their mouth. And what's more, the shocking thing is that the studies looking at the prevalence of breathing in children, 50% of children in the Western world. We, we have no studies for the United States. We have studies for Portugal, we have studies for Japan, and we have studies for Brazil. And 50% of these children are breathing through an open mouth. And this is a car crash waiting to happen. I follow you because I've been studying evaporation for so long. And that's all mm-hmm. I do is evaporation of the body water loss. In fact, um, I would love to have you on sometime with a doctor out of, we could do it with him too, he won, mm-hmm. out of University of Washington, the state of Washington in, on the West Coast in the United States. Dr. Yes. Gerald Pollack, his team researches body water. And he and I have had these shows, and that really, they're, we dive in, we sound like we're in a research lab talking, studying. <laughs> sure. And it's fun, and that's what I want to do with you today. I like everybody to work with me and research on this show. So we can mm-hmm. study together on the education the listener can receive and go and learn from. So mm-hmm. I'm following you. In fact, uh, now the Tai Chi, uh, the uh, not I'm so much Tai Chi probably, but Go. It's breathing in through the nose and then pushing it out through the mouth. And you're mm-hmm. making sense to me. Uh, and, and I'd love to have Epi on there tell them sometime too because Dr. Chow, because Dr. Chow is in her 80s. She's prestigious worldwide. But Go. are you familiar, Patrick, with Go? Not so much with Qigong. I've looked at some of the... I was in Washington State just as you say it last week. Um, I was at Essential Yoga Therapy in Seattle, and okay. it's Robin Rotenberg, and she would be a very influential yoga teacher, therapy teacher. And we were you looking at... Introduced, you ought to introduce her to my program director, Polly Featherton, who you worked yeah. with, and we'll have her on too. Great, and she's brilliant because I sat in on her yoga because oftentimes in the Western world, yoga is instructed with taking big breaths. And she has totally looked, turned, she, what she has done is gone back to the sutras and she's asked the question, how was breathing described? How, how was breathing in yoga supposed to be have done over, you know, generations ago? And two words that come up. One is that breathing should be very subtle and it should be light and oh. it should not be hard. So, you know, you can imagine I've sat in another yoga studios and the instructor is, you know, very good intentions, but the students are taking these big breaths and the bigger we breathe, the less oxygen that's delivered. All anybody has to do is, is look at how do we breathe when we get stressed? Our breathing gets faster and it gets noisier and it's difficult. To and, then we, and then Patrick, you speed up the evaporation. You're, this is making sense yes. to me now. Absolutely. I'm following you. Yeah, now, and you know, Sharon. Real quickly, I want to interrupt saying, you. Is the doctor still alive? That started. No, he passed. The, he, he passed on in two thousand and three. Okay, now who heads his clinic? Are you heading that clinic? No, there's a number of centers throughout the world. There's about four four centers, four main centers. So we have one of them. 
Um, okay. So we're based in Ireland, but we teach internationally. And I'd have written most of the books. Um, there's there's quite a few books on, on the Bouteka method. I've written seven of them. So, you okay. know, we're, we're I'm, quite you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you, you, I'm a believer. I've been in research a long time, and I focused only on, like I said, body, water, evaporation, mm-hmm. and uh, what's happening to the body and those symptoms. We, we, have you noticed we haven't been getting cures? We're only getting remissions. Yes. Have you noticed yes. that people are dying with medication? Yes. All over the world. Yeah, uh, here in the United States, it's been reported. Yeah. We have 10,000 diseases and only 500 medications. So I study that, but I also began to study something else to share with you. When that earth, when this earth began with the beginning of, of everything, the first life before the drain drop that came down, Patrick, was that water, that mist, clear around the whole circle of Earth living with the solar system, the universe. Mm -hmm. But it didn't change its evaporation until something happened in that rhythm of that solar system. So when the water droplet came down, rain, and then began to develop a species of life with water, water is the life, it's the faith of all life on the planet. Water is the faith of our our prayers. So as it came along, we did leave something behind because <laughs> I'm glad we don't have Dr. Chow on here today because she would probably argue with me, I'd love to say debate with me because of the holistic side of Qigong and uh, that thinking for so long. And like you just said, like the yoga, that in modern, don't say, I don't want to say modern, today the way the solar system and the earth is living, maybe way back, that could have been okay. That might have been fine. But today, we're living with such an evaporation problem. Now, the planet Earth could last forever. Our health could last for over, way over 100 years. But we need to learn these things. Because that breathing, it's like I've said to on this radio, and I've studied this thoroughly. And who's so perfect? Who's so smart? I am not smart, Patrick. Um, I bring in scientists from all over the world. We work together uh, with water life science, but it makes sense what, you're, what the doctor taught. Breathe in through the nose, like a like a universal rhythm. Breathe in, yes. but let it come back out through the nose. So you won't over-evaporate. Yes, absolutely. You just said it today. You didn't say it, but that's it. Yes, it is. And we, we have so so many anecdotal stories of people in, in Africa um, and people in very, very hot climates that when they were boys and they had to pass initiation to become men, one of the things that they were requested to do was to take a mouthful of water and to run across the desert, maybe five or ten miles, I don't have an exact distance, but when they reached their destination, they were to spit out the mouthful of water, that they were to conserve it. And you may think that it's a very strange ritual, but 
when you look at it a little bit deeper, it's life and death because if you have a young boy or a young man and they're running across the desert and they have their mouth wide open, they're very much prone to dehydration. Um, so the human body is such an intelligent body, but even more, nature is more intelligent because animals, no animal breathes in through the nose and out through the mouth. No animal. Um, in actual fact, there's only about three or four animals on earth that will breathe through their mouths, and one is a dog. And the dog uses its tongue to basically to bring down body temperature, and it does that by bringing the, the air across the tongue to evaporate the water in the tongue so that it can bring down body temperature. But most of the time, the dog will breathe through its nose, and every animal species breathing in and out through the nose, except a farm animal, if it gets very, very sick, it will revert to mouth breathing, um, but that's when it's really, really sick. So we have to ask the questions, how did human beings get it wrong? And there's an anthropologist, Dr. Kevin Boyd, he's based in Chicago. He's also a pediatric dentist, and he's been looking at this mouth and nose breathing. And his, his take is that we've been on this planet for 200,000 years, give or take, and we've only started mouth breathing habitually in the last 100 years. So I was going to say, I'm, oh, I probably way before that because of the Chinese uh, practice of Qigong and, and Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. As he was, uh, I studied that, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say something here. Um, I, this has been going through my mind lately. Uh, this is a fascinating show to me today. That God, there must have been a higher plan with God here because, uh, because I've been thinking in the past two months about that mouth thing, a breathe coming out through the mouth. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and I've wondered why, and this is, uh, I've wondered why my yeah. friends that are Tai Chi masters get sick. Uh, really sick. Yes. And yet they're masters. I mean, one of them can go out into a field or into a gym and create an electric r- r- radiation with his master to bring mm-hmm. animals. To- it happens because he's wow. been at it for so long. And it is not a prank. It is the fact. And good Chai, sure. chi, pra- chai chi practice yeah. can do that. But you can also do it into the nose out through the nose. But yes. I've noticed something fascinating, and I thought about it. And then I had some symptoms of my own. I'm not going to get into that. You know, Patrick, we become our own Petri dishes, don't we? Don't you think mm-hmm. what you've learned to do? And in my research, I go along and, and I study with the scientists, and we do the clinical stuff and all that. But who's your first Petri dish? Yourself, Right. So I found myself with some symptoms that I was a little surprised. I never get the common cold. I don't get the flu. I've always been very conscious of not going extreme, though. And that's the one thing I have to say to everybody. Because you believe in something for your health, Mm -hmm. don't go extreme. Do like Earth does. Moderate it. Ecosystem balancing. Like a tight, like like a tightrope, just let it swing a little bit, but always work back to the middle. Breathing, you're teaching me today, through the nose. Breathe in through the nose, 
out through the nose, but a nice rhythm. Yes. And it's breathing. So in yeah, and tell me, the tell me the lady, the lady you were talking to, because you know people are such unless they're in research like I am. Um, and you know, when you're in research with technology, you always are open-minded, right? Because if you're not, if you're not fair sure. and open-minded with what you're learning, you won't have anything pop out at you that you maybe sure. hadn't noticed. Mm-hmm. So we, those of us in research and science, in fact, with the scientists around the world, Patrick, I find the most open-minded people are really good scientists because sure. they can see where things change. And because you found one clue for one little thought of breath, let's just say, but there could be another clue over here, but if you're closed-minded and emotionally caught up, you won't see something that's been trying to show you also how to bring it back to the middle and breathing. I've always said on this show, you're born. You've got to first learn how to breathe. And now you're teaching me something to evaluate is, is just what we haven't been doing. Now, we take only one break, Patrick, through the whole show, because uh-huh. and I, I learned long ago I like my I like only one guest unless I bring them two on at the same time. But we're going to take that break right now with our sponsor, and we'll be right back. And you're going to teach us more. We're going to look okay, sure. to our sponsor with Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist, a tissue culture grade water, a handheld portable device to be able to lift and mist the eyes with just a mist to support and supplement over-evaporation of the eye that has been proven causes vision impairment to blindness. And blindness is out of control worldwide. You'll be able to see us soon in China. Those of you listening in China will be able to purchase Nature's Tears Eye Mist very soon. And you're going to love the new lifestyle. It is exciting. It's like brushing your teeth but you got to miss those eyes to slow down that evaporation too and drinking your glasses of clean, safe water. Well, listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with this exciting show with Patrick. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Patrick, you and I were discussing something here in our laboratory of conversation here. You're in mm-hmm. Ireland. I'm sitting over here in Oregon. And by the way, I'm in Oregon, which you weren't very far when you were in Washington. Uh, no, I wasn't. I've been the there before. It's, it's, it's a beautiful city, Oregon. Is. Oh, isn't Oregon? You know, Ireland yeah. is gorgeous, but Oregon, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, nice. Patrick, I'm one of those rare ones. I'm born in Oregon. <laughs> wow. And by the way, stuff. I need to tell you, I'm 75 years old, and I love trying to get smarter. So the older I get, I hope I'm smarter than David Patrick. Real quickly, you're teaching us. Now, what if, now that yoga, how did she receive, (laughs) how did she receive her um, thinking that you were teaching her that when you breathe in through the nose and, and breathe out through the nose, why you don't want to use the, the mouth. It's making sense to me. And I will take this to my team, my research team. And in time, next time you come to America uh, in this next year, I'm really busy right now with some projects, but I think you've hit on one. I really do. Uh, your doctor who create, created this evaluation invented the technology, it's not technology, but this idea of this evaluation. Because I will share with you, our diseases on this planet are out of control. Now, but have you noticed something else? Emotions are too. Yes, yeah. And I, I look at people with emotions that, you know, sure you can have that moment I'm peeved or... You know, you can have, but when you have to have an emotional reaction to make sure the other person knows how emotional you are, that is not Mm -hmm. healthy. There's something wrong. The body, you you know, I look at it this way, too. You, Patrick, and I, we think we're in control of ourselves personally. No, mm-hmm. nature is. The planet Earth totally, yeah. is controlling that electrolytic ability. And it's like Dr. Gerald Pollack said, what they've been learning, and it's a fact, it's a fact. You came from that pocket of water, from that miracle of mother's water. You entered into the water vapor of the atmosphere to keep you alive as long as it can do it. How does it do that? You are a walking battery charged by the water vapor. That water vapor of the atmosphere is individual. That baby, when it's born, Patrick, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. We even look a little different. And then you can go over something else I was evaluating through this period of time, is you can go to the planet Earth and look at the difference between Ireland and the country next to Ireland, the differences. And you look at Earth, all the differences, mm-hmm. all over Earth. And, but it was all created by the same species, water, the life of water, and the water vapor to live by 
for the Earth to live, too. Now, that planet Earth, I have a scientist from NASA here in the United States, Dr. Dwayne Cecil comes on with me, and he's coming on next again. And the next week, we're going to talk about water on these other planets that they think they found, possibly out there. Well, how did the universe living with the planet Earth, with that mist, that moisture vapor in the air? To keep everything written rhythm. Our life and that breathing, you're right. That breathing has to be in rhythm. And I'm going to uh, get a little gutsy here on this statement. I truly don't think we should be breathing through, doing that through the mouth. I think it's creating too much of a dehydration effect over evaporation mm-hmm. because we're already over evaporating. You're right. Yeah. And now, kids, when you, Sharon, when, as children, we've often went up to a pane of glass and we wanted to ride onto it. So what we would do is breathe onto the pane of glass and you see straight away the amount of moisture and your listeners can test this. Get a glass, a see-through glass, a clear glass, and breathe onto it with your mouth and look at the amount of moisture left behind. And right. then do the, same, do the same breath on the other part of the glass, but do it through your nose. So you're exhaling through your nose. And you'll see that the, moist, the amount of moisture that's breathed out through the nose is significantly less. In other words, that the body is holding on to the moisture. Um, so it's a little experiment that your listeners can do. And also, now the other know, thing to stop and think. The other thing, excuse me, real quickly. Have you studied and evaluated with your people the carbon dioxide that is the toxin in the body to release that? Have they ever test, tested that? Because the body has to release. Because uh, skin can't do it all. The skin is not. The skin is over evaporating today. That's why melanoma is out of control. And by the way, Patrick, that's what started me. I was so worried about way back in time, over 30 years ago, that melanoma would be out of control because of over-evaporation. Sadly, I was more than right. You can get melanoma in the eye. You can get melanoma in the skin. You can get it in the liver and the brain. Um, melanoma is out of control, yes. But have you ever studied how a person releases the carbon dioxide and some of that toxin with an, another part of coming out of the mouth. Does the nose do, do that if you're breathing correctly? Uh, yes, yeah. Does it? A very interesting thing about carbon dioxide, um, generally, you know, it's, it, it has, it's known as a waste gas, but, but what's even more interesting, and this is just basic medical physiology, but it was a Danish physiologist, his name is Dr. Christian Bohr, and he said... In order for oxygen to be released from the red blood cells to the cells, you need carbon dioxide. And, but if we're breathing too hard, we get rid of too much CO2. So because the amount of CO2 that's in the blood is determined by our breathing. So if we're breathing heavily, we get rid of too much CO2. And the bond then between oxygen and the red blood cells strengthens. And this is called the Bohr effect. It was discovered in 1904. Now, another gas that the nose is very important for is nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is continuously released from the paranasal sinuses into the nasal cavity. And with each gentle breath that we take through the nose, we carry nitric oxide into the lungs. And nitric oxide assists with what's called ventilation perfusion, but 
in essence, nitric oxide opens up the airways, it sterilizes the incoming air, and it improves arterial oxygen uptake. Now, wait a minute. So no, 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 wait a minute. I've got to ask you real yeah. quickly there, for far, so I don't forget. You used the word sterilized. Do you mean to, do you really want to say filters? Or do you want to no, say No, no, no. It's got powerful properties, nitric oxide, that it's literally um, neutralizing germs and bacteria. You know, it performs wonderful. It's, a, it's, it's known as a miracle molecule, and it's been called that. It's been known as one of the most important molecules in the human body. Um, but, yes, it sterilizes the incoming air as it comes in. I'm going to have you go backwards and teach us that one again. Start all over again on that one, what you just said. Teach us what you just okay. said. So nitric oxide in the environment in the atmosphere is toxic. It's responsible for pollution. And getting more every day, yes. And this is nitric oxide. And scientists for a long time had a hard time believing that something that so, could be so toxic outside of the body could actually be beneficial inside in it. And this is the gas nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is, is produced at different sites in the body, but one, one of the places where it's been synthesized is the nasal cavity. So it's released into the nasal cavity. Now, when we breathe through the nose, the amount of parts per billion, <clears throat> it's between 60 to 250 parts per billion nitric oxide as we inhale through the nose, and that nitric oxide-rich air is taken into the lungs. And basically, as human beings, we are upright. So most of the concentration of blood is in the lower lobes of the lungs. But if we breathe through our mouth, most of the air comes into the upper part. So there's a mismatch. Now, when we breathe through the nose, nitric oxide brings the blood from the lower part of the lungs to the upper, and nose breathing brings the air from the upper part of the lungs to the lower. So that's called ventilation perfusion, and a more efficient gas exchange can take place. I was going to say to your listeners there, how many of them, Sharon, wake up with a dry mouth in the morning? Exactly, because they if do. if they're waking up with a dry mouth, they're going to be tired, they're going to be exhausted. And you were talking about emotions. Children with ADD, is very much, it can be very much related to poor sleep, that children are exhausted. Now, and repeat that again. Call, repeat that. Uh, uh, what did you just say? Is that children with what? Children with attention, attention deficit disorder. Okay, there we go. Um, I uh, just returned yeah. from, there was a wonderful conference. It was the American Academy of Myofunctional Sciences. And I spoke in it in Chicago. It was pretty much in sleep medicine. There were a hundred, no, sorry, a thousand, up to a thousand of the world's leading um, doctors in sleep, in orthodontistry, in pediatric dentistry, and in myofunctional therapy. Many of the doctors were talking about high emotions as a result of poor sleep because their sleep quality has been right. adversely right. impacted. You're right. And what most yeah. people don't consider is if you breathe, and this has been studied, if you get an individual and they've, they've looked at subjects, okay, so they had people, they had them breathe through their mouth on one night and they tested their EEG and their quality of sleep and they used polysomnography, etc. And then they had the same individuals breathe through their noses on another night. And the differences were remarkable. That Absolutely. I know for a fact that many of your listeners are going to wake up with a dry mouth. Exactly. And they're going to wake up tired. And they don't realize that it takes them a couple of hours to get going in the morning. 
Well, breathing through the nose is absolutely king there. And this is not something that's just taken from thin air. Dr. Christian Guimano discovered a condition in the 1970s called obstructive sleep apnea. And now who was that, and Dr. Who? Dr. Christian Guimano. So he's originally a French doctor and he's, he's based at Stanford Medical School. But he has been writing papers more recently in the last couple of years and on the importance of children learning to breathe through the nose both during the day and during their sleep. But the same goes for adults. So now, emotions, yes, of course. Patrick, how do they get... I know people are thinking this. How do you get a person, they're asleep, that's used to breathing yes. in and out with the mouth or whatever while they sleep? How yes. do they get them... Yeah. What do they do to them so they, it, it goes to the nose? Yeah, there's a couple of different They're asleep. Options. How do they one do is, that? One is, one is using a chin strap from a sleep a okay. CPAP machine. A so it's machine? not necessarily using the CPAP machine, but it's using the okay. chin strap from it. Um, okay. Personally, for myself, and when I'm working with my clients, we use, we use a small light paper tape. And mm-hmm. the paper tape is just designed to gently keep the lips together. But the difference in my sleep, when I switched from mouth to nose breathing, and this is nearly 20 years ago, I woke up after about three or four days. It took me a couple of days just to get used to it, breathing through my nose. My nose, you know, was was congested, so I had to keep on doing my exercises to free it up. But, you know, within a short enough time, I was able to breathe through it. The, The difference in my sleep was remarkable. I started waking up alert for the first time. And this goes back to what I was talking about at the very, very introduction. I was exhausted when I was in school, and, parents, and teachers used to think I was disinterested, and that wasn't the case, but nobody had ever told me, Patrick, breathe through your nose and breathe light. Right. It's not just enough to breathe through the nose. Our breathing also should be light because we need that quotient of nitric oxide coming into the lungs, but we also need the quotient of carbon dioxide to allow the release of oxygen from the blood to the cells. So, yeah, it's... it's, um, it's See, I'm following you there on that, too, because if you breathe in with a rhythm and you begin to discipline yourself with breathing in from the rhythm, you're also doing what I had suggested before. You're doing some filtering as you're coming through. Then the body... Something I've noticed just with studying breathing before you taught me this today is uh, the fact that the body, when you do get that mechanic, that discipline going and that habit mm-hmm. is going and you're focusing when your body needs it, it'll kick on, it'll do it itself without you ever, ever thinking you're yes. doing it. It'll kick in on its own. It now, that's what you're teaching me and that's something for all of us to learn. When we're living with this planet and we're looking out at the planet too, even if you're inside of a horrible, ugly room that's insulated with wind, forced air, heating and cooling and insulated windows and carpeting and chemicals, um, which is to me one of the worst dehydration, evaporating things that ever happened. Um, but the body needs to be your, your uh, thermometer, your barometer. And that's why it is so important, Patrick, and that here, not too far future, uh, with my research team, I want to study from the baby's born, that evaporation yes. problem, that situation, yes. not problem, 
that evaporation uniqueness per person. They have never done it. And then when you check that baby, be able to take tests of that baby's evaporation, then that mother and father need to go home. And this is going to be, I truly think every single baby born, no parent should take them home before they go to a class. (laughs) Have a class of how to raise your baby to be healthy, right? Take them to class. For sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Why why not? Yep. You know, they always say money is in everything. Well, wouldn't it be nice if they were able to raise the baby and their practices and habits be focused on healthy living with the planet Earth? And uh, by the way, Patrick, I'm the first person on the planet to take 100% water. We're in the medical field with Nature's Fear Diamond. We're not over in the health food store. Only. We're over in the drugstore department, in the pharmacy department, uh, hospitals. (laughs) So what I'm saying is the the, uh, science, research, and physicians are crying. They know this, but they're they're not inventors. They're not into technology inventions. They practice Mm -hmm. what others have given them to practice with. They get the regulations approved. To practice, right? Now breathing. Now breathing. Uh, The class of breathing. Uh, How do you get that class out there to teach the breathing? Where have you learned with your team to get in front of the people, not just yoga, but have you been able to get in? And now you were were at some conferences. Mm -hmm. You might need people like me who have a lot of guys. I'm very well known to have a lot of, uh, what's the word I want, uh, tenacity. Mm-hmm. What happened to me, Patrick, over 30 years ago, and I'll tell you a little story real quick. I'd been president of the American Cancer Society for quite a while, and I was really worried about when a person was diagnosed with cancer, the family caused a lot of stress. And I was a little concerned that the patient was affected by the family of what that was happening. So I started studying to write a book on how do we how do we focus on getting uh, removing that stress from the patient. (laughs) But I learned you have to remove that from the family, and then the patient won't be affected by that stress. The patient will battle that cancer. Battle that yes. disease, like you went to war, like you're going to win. Uh, here in the United States, we have a football game called the uh, Super Bowl. You're going to win. I know. You're going to get that touchdown. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, when I was studying, and I'm one of those people that never makes up my mind, this is only it or this is it. I'm one of those people in research that goes into things evaluating from way back in time, coming forward, and I never lose that touch of what is the evaluation, but never allowing for a moment's breath that I think I know it. Because if I did, I'd lose the billions of years that Earth has offered, right? you got to move on. you got to look sure. at it all, and you keep moving on. So when I found out Strangely, at my age that I was then, 
and I was, this is only about 34 years ago now. I look at it like, oh my God, water. Huh. The skin is water. The rest of the body is living with water. What happened here? We're over dehydrating and we're living with that atmosphere. What happened here? Because I had been chairman of a medical team uh, group of surgeons. Uh, and, and, uh, board of directors, uh, American Cancer Society and the State Board of Health way back in time on education. Where are we? Then I go out and think, oh, it's gotta be there, Patrick. It's gotta be there. I just hadn't noticed it. Patrick, it wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. decided not to write the book and do what I'm doing today, many years later, pound the pavement. And yes, I've been probably, like maybe you have had a little bit, uh, people think I'm a little crazy, but guess what I did? I pounded mm-hmm. the pavement, didn't give up, and uh, I started out in high-end cosmetics with a product called Nature's Mist, Face of the Water, in uh, the finest department stores in high-end cosmetics with a Lauder family, and we have wands and the L'Oreal's and so on, sitting there in high-end cosmetics with my mist for the face, and I, everybody loved it, and other cosmetic companies loved it, and, and they could see, oh, my God, she really knows what she's talking about, the skin. Well, then ophthalmology research had seen it in the United States, and he said, did you know the eyes are over-evaporating? And I said, what are you saying? Well, blindness is going to be out of control. By 2030, it's out of control already, but it's going to be devastating. Could you study that evaporation for us? So I studied it sent it back about a year later, and they were shocked at what I had learned. So the whole country helped me, and I have to say this, the country helped me because we were sitting in a tiny town in Oregon. We didn't have $200 million to go do this. So the country helped me from universities and scientists and physicians and so on and the stores to get into that pharmacy department to prove without a doubt there's a people are will learn that that eye organ is over evaporating, causing the blindness, and they they do know that. So the word over, and we went out for patents, and we got patents all over the world. I own patents there. Uh, we own patents and been published for that over evaporation causing. Now, can you tell me today? You and I are really talking that when you're breathing. You are, you don't want to over evaporate. You want to breathe with a rhythm like Earth's doing. So you'll be yes. here as long as you want to be healthy and be focused yes. and disciplined, right? Yes. And let the body, you're telling me, let the body work with that, with you, with that. Yes. Did you by chance, what? I doubt it, maybe you didn't in Ireland. Did you by chance watch the Super Bowl? No, we don't. We don't. Okay, I'm going to tell you here. something I'm real sure. quickly. I'm going to, okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I've only got a minute left. Anyway, the discipline that Tom Brady won that Super Bowl at the last two minutes, and they were way behind in the score, is the discipline, I'm saying. Breathing and focus. But we've only got a minute left, so you tell us where to find you. Do you have a website for them to find you? We do. Um, I've got a book called The Oxygen Advantage. And we also have a website, oxygenadvantage.com. OxygenAdvantage.com. Okay. OxygenAdvantage.com. And then for health, 
Um, we've got resources for parents and for sleep apnea, etc., and asthma, and that's on butecoclinic.com. Okay. Now, I'm going to have Holly. If I could I mention, broke. sorry, if I could mention, Sharon, I did a TED Talk. Um, so if your listeners were wondering about some of the exercises, um, in the TED Talk I included, so if they Google my name, or if they YouTube my name, Patrick McKeown, TED, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they'll see it. It's a 17-minute talk, and I talk about breathing and how to change it. Okay, now, well, how do you find that? It's, uh, it's TED, but you'll find it on YouTube. So TED Talks are T-E-D. Okay, and your name is P- Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, last name, M-C, capital K- K-E-O-W-N, right? That's it. Okay, so they can find you. And we're, I, wanna, I want Polly to get you on again. I hope you want to. And I'd like to have you on sure. with uh, Dr. Jerry Pollock from University of Washington. I think he would love to have pick your brains, too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I learned a lot, and um, I know the audience did, too. And I learned from you, so thanks very much, Sharon. Well, thank you, and you have a special day, and you be well, Patrick. Take care. Thanks. And God bless. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, we only have a minute left, but I'm going to say to the audience, I learned something today. I've been studying evaporation of the body, causing these diseases and symptoms for a long time. Patrick's research and his that team of that doctor, I believe, is going to prove something here. That could be very right. The evaluations, as he was talking, with what I've studied for so long, definitely. That breathing into the nose and out through the nose and rhythm is vital to how you can have Sanima and try to prevent those symptoms. I want to thank you for listening. Embrace your life. It's that much of a miracle as we were talking today. Such common sense to learn. Don't be emotionally caught up and let people get you emotional. You be focused on your wellness. But Earth Whispers, don't take it all with you. Use something for all those generations of those children all over the world to know you cared too. Thank you for listening. You be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.